Of course, this meeting is being recorded. Hello, this is Ryan G from the Netherlands with my co-host, Michelle G. This is Flow Nation. Hit the bell. <laughs> and motherfucking fantastic. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode or a long-awaited episode of Fab Nation Flowline Podcast. Sumit, what yeah. topics do you have in mind? Today, guys, we're going to be talking about breaking yourself out of the simulation, the code that is there in society, which you might be unaware of. So simulation theory is all about an understanding that this world is a simulation. In fact, there's someone controlling the simulation, be it God, source. I mean, in the word itself, source, it's a, you know, you can get little clues from personal development, you know, telling you things like change your coding around, rewire your brain, right? We, we talk to ourselves like machines because we are these machines. And when we recognize it's not the human body, it's not that I'm reacting to this, it's that my human body is reacting to this. It's my mind reacting to this. So Simulation theory, this life being a virtual reality simulation, a game. What's coming up for me is to understand that we are in fact in control of this simulation because we are the one who is interpreting it. We are the interpretation mechanism. We are the choice points, the awareness that can see what is happening. And sometimes it might feel like it's out of our control like, oh, genetics has set this up for me. Oh, it's, it's society has set this up for me. Oh, my family told me that I couldn't do it. But ultimately it does come down to this responsibility that we give ourselves and an ownership that you have the, the construct or the data to be able to actually manifest and create this reality like you want to, according to your own desire, according to your own way that you want it to be and prefer it to be. So my question to the listeners is, what is reality? What is reality? You know, if you can define what reality is, you start to notice what a nonsensical term it actually is. And what is normal, right? Normal changes based on every circumstance, scenario, culture, right? And so we are constantly in this flux of change and to recognize that sometimes there are little glitches in this matrix, okay? Whoa, a reality TV show star became a precedent, right? That was a glitch in the matrix. And there, there's lots of these glitches and codes that you can start to notice in culture happening, right? It's like, Oh, suddenly the like the Suez Canal, right? It's like that's a glitch in the matrix, man. You know what I mean? Like, what is what is actually happening? So all these little shocking events or moments that you feel like, wait a minute, that's not real, right? Like that can't that guy can't balance 12 spoons on his nose. Like he can't beat the world record like that. Well, no, there's actually weird things that have happened in this world that are unexplainable, paranormal mystical right and so the more we try to understand this thing the more the simulation eats us up it's the ouroboros right it's, it's the snake eating its own tail 
the more we think we know, the less we actually do know. And, and it, it is this paradox that this is a simulation that is a paradox, but it's also a simulation that teaches us. It's a holographic learning environment where we go through you know, the same lesson in different ways. Like we, get, we can get that lesson through a relationship and the same lesson shows up in our business. Why is that? Well, it's the coding of the simulation trying to teach us something that gets us to be better people, to self-actualize in some way, whatever it is. Now we can't know this for sure. So we have to fall in love with the unknown. That's another element of it. We, we're gonna to have to make this an adventure if we are in a game, why not make it a game that we can play and have fun within it? Because once we know the rules, only then can we improvise, right? If you learn the saxophone, you have to first learn how to play it before you can start riffing and going on little jazz, you know, freestyle sessions with your saxophone, right? So it's the same in life. You got to know the rules of the, of the matrix, of the code. And once you accept and you're into the system itself, that is when you can change it. You can't change the system from the outside. You can only change it from being a part of society. A lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm a hermit. I'm gonna change all of society. You can't, you're not a part of society. You see what I'm saying? So you got to embrace and engage and be a part of society to then transform it from within. And that's where I feel a lot of people are missing the keys to this. So. You're going to have to pretend to be a normie in certain situations. You're going to have to be a follower in certain situations, but that is only you playing along with the simulation because inside, you know, you're not a normie. Inside, you know, you're, you're a trailblazer. You're gonna change something up. You're going to do something different. But the way that the circumstances are aligned for you right now, it's like, you're gonna to have to do a couple of mundane things, right? And that's okay. You are just enveloping yourself into the simulation so that you can disrupt it from the inside. Uh, what are your takes on that, brother? Thanks, Samin. What are my takes on that? You, you gave a lot. So I have a lot to process in one go. So one of the things that really caught my eye was the last thing you said. Say you would have a vision. A vision is, is simply, I would say, that which you perceive will come to fruition. And your example of the hermit definitely aids that. What a simple fact that if I decide that this country should change, whatever country it may be, and I isolate, I am removing myself from the problem but the problem still persists. So thus, we can start with the formula of almost a mad problem. Ryan has these problems. Are they truly problems? Or should they simply be adversities needed to be embraced and acknowledged for what they are? Things that will make you grow in character and this relates back to, you will usually learn the same lesson in business as well as in relationships, as well as in your own life, because it's all related. In this very confusing yet powerful matrix 
that you're a part of. And my formula would simply be, you have a starting place meaning the now. You have to accept, well, better said, you have to embrace and acknowledge where you start from and be very clear on your vision to where you want to go, be it in a revolutionary way, change your life so much that you literally change the paradigm in which you live. It follows the principle of, I believe his name would be Epictetus. You can break my leg, but you cannot break my character. We saw also the same idea of I'm a human body that is experiencing an event. Thus, I am still in control of the situation because I decide whether this pain affects me and in what way. Thus, if I decide that the pain makes me stronger, then in the words of Ronnie Colbin, it ain't nothing but a peanut, because I perceive it as such. Thus, this will aid me again in my vision, be it my character vision, be it my vision for the future, because my vision is nothing more than a picture I paint within the matrix that is the subconscious, the subconscious that is connected to our hive mind-like mentality, meaning the human hive mind, which is the subconscious. And the more clear I am on that, the more I can start focusing in on what is truly important. Is it that I change society or am I to change and you know what I'm going to say, according to Mahatma Gandhi, or am I the change that I want to see? And nine out of 10 times, it has to be, it starts with you. How many hero journeys have we not read about? Where the hero wants to see change, but only to see the change, he must himself become the catalyst of that change. Thus, it's both a combination of having faith that the universe will make way for you because you have a very clear goal, as well as doing your due diligence, do the job, to get the experience so that you'll be able to make the changes. Sumit, what are your thoughts? Man, I, I really like what you said about perception because it's so true you know if you perceive it as it's just a peanut you know like yeah that is how your body will react to that situation right so a lot of the times we we actually add way more challenge based on how we perceive a situation if we think it's going to be really difficult guess what it's going to be difficult but if we perceive it as it's it's a piece of cake this is a flea compared to my potential come on now right? That really starts to change the way that we engage with the activity. And so perception creates reality, right? So a way to control this simulation or this matrix is to understand that. Let's say that you have a, you see the flag of your country, you might feel a pride, you might feel a um, patriotism or nationalism, right? As you look at your own flag, you might feel so many memories coming up. Now, 
somebody else who's maybe sees the flag of maybe a rival soccer team, the football team sees your flag, they might have a different reaction to that flag, right? So that, that's how their perception, how they were raised, how they're brought up, this coding changes the reality. And the coding that we live by, this hive mind, collective unconscious, like you said, is controlled by ones and zeros. Okay, ones and zeros, binary code. Okay, one zero one one zero zero one one one. All right, that, that's entirety of existence. It can be looked at like ones and zeros. Similarly, we can look at it like male and female. One being male, which looks like a something that sharp, like it can penetrate masculine energy, penis, right, and vagina zero. Something that has uh, an entry point, right, an entrance, and something that is also pressure on, pressure off, push, pull, right? The, the, we live in this world of duality and the duality is this binary code. So once we know how to put in the proper coding in each situation, what we're really doing is we're calibrating that push, pull energy within ourselves. So if we're too tense, we relax. If we're too relaxed, we tense. And that's the process of you being able to control this simulation through your intention, through your thoughts. Because AZD said this in his last video blog, and I thought it was super powerful. He said that our thoughts are just stress relief. And I, I was like, whoa, like I hadn't thought of thoughts as just being resistance, thoughts just being stress relief. Because we don't react to something unless we hold a resistance to it. We don't think of something unless we hold a specific amount of resistance to it. And so the same with dreams, uh, as Maharishi Mahesh Yogi uh, describes, that our dreams are just stress releasing itself in the dream, the unconscious process of that happening, right? And so I think that it's so powerful to recognize how much say we have in this game of life actually right like how much responsibility how much ownership how much dynamism we actually have in our own life rather than it being us caught in the fear-based mentality the victim mentality the mentality that nothing can grow from here i am stuck which is a fixed mindset which means it's not moving i'm stubborn i'm not going to change i can never change but change is the norm that's the thing right if change is the norm, how can you be stuck? <laughs> it just, it's a, that's another glitch in the matrix, right? It's like one of those codes that we've invented ourselves that has become a thought form that has prevented our forward momentum in our own evolution, right? So we're adding our own boundaries to ourselves. We're adding our own limits by saying, that's not possible, or no, that can't work, or I've always been like this, or that's just not me, or all of these little things that we're doing, we're adding little codings into the matrix, into the hive mind. And the more that we all believe it, that's what's going to control the reality, the perception. Because if we see a homeless man kind of scrubby, you know, wearing um, loose fitting clothes, kind of not presentable, we might immediately perceive that man as being a homeless man. But what if he was a CEO and we didn't know it? Right. So it, it, the thing is that the belief 
the collective belief we all think is that dirty equals lower status, right? And so we just automatically like just lump people into categories because it's easier to comprehend and understand. So if we can get more people to believe in what we believe in, in our mission, in our growth, that's how you start a company. That's how you start a business. That's how you start a movement. That's how you get multiple girlfriends. That's how you, you know, you start to create a tribe by getting people to buy in to your reality. And how do they buy in? You buy in yourself first to your own reality. Bingo, right? And so first and foremost, you're going to have to be so sold on your own product, which is yourself, right? People don't buy products. They buy you ultimately. So who is the you that you're presenting yourself as? How are you demonstrating that you? And what is that you? And I think that that character in the coding is one of the codes. It's like identity code because our identities can keep us wrap, wrapped and warped around a specific reality. Like if we believe that we're not really good at reading, we're never going to pick up a book in our life. Right. It's just, that's just not for me. I'm just not a reader. But if we label ourselves, create the identity that I'm a, I'm a voracious reader, I'm a bookworm, then we'll start reading. You see? So the identity actually creates the action steps for you to do something. So it's up to us to identify our identity, the I in the matrix code, to recognize the I, but to know that the I is way greater than we think it is. And yeah, there's, there's something to do with that that is very powerful. Man, I, fest, right? Human, I, which is the ego, and then fest, which is a festival. We got to celebrate this thing, but also celebrate the bad, not just the good. And so how can we keep ourselves in a higher vibration? We celebrate the bad times too. We celebrate the times where we're weakened too, because it's all the same. Why? Because you're not setting, you're not putting up the emotion on a pedestal. Like me feeling good is up here and me feeling bad is down here. So you're no more playing in this matrix of like hierarchy and dynamic anymore. But you're saying that everything that I get in my life, Amor Fati, it's all good, <laughs> essentially, right? Because we can find that way and that it's a mentality, right? So let's say you did get hit by a car. It's like, I'm gonna celebrate that because that's giving me an opportunity for me to do something with that information, that data that I just, I just received. It's, it's like how Najim, you know, in that call, he was just like, man, I have only $17 in my bank account, man, and I'm so free. I love this, right? That, that mentality of being able to celebrate even the, the tough times keeps you in that high vibration and gets you moving, gets you in uh, the pendulum swing. The pendulum swing, actually, it's like it needs momentum. It's actually gaining momentum for something to change in that moment where something bad is happening, right? So something bad is about to happen, something good is about to happen afterwards. It's just the momentum swing has gotten you to that point. And you know that the swing is gonna happen the opposite direction as well, like right at that moment. So whenever something bad happens, I remind myself in the simulation that 
okay, something good's going to come after this. Like, I know, you know, okay, I, I got, you know, I got a divorce or whatever. Like, okay, I know something great is going to happen with this divorce for sure. Right. And that's a mentality, not saying me particularly as an example for the divorce. I'm not married, but like just, just the example of any, or maybe I have some secret, you know, relationships going on. I don't know. Um, secret family, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you get to decide ultimately what this reality means to you. And I think that freedom, not, not a lot of people know that they can have that freedom, right? Because if you're from a war-torn country and you're being told like, okay, life is meant to be this way. There's no other way that you can think of this it's very, very difficult to break out of that paradigm because you were born believing things in a very specific way. But what if your entire reality was a lie? It's like, that's shocking to take in. Not a lot of people are willing to take that in and be like, hey, my Catholic upbringing is wrong. Like, no, people are going to just accept it and move on and try and integrate that religion into their life. And, you know, they're going to take the easy way out. They're not going to deny all the things that they were taught growing up. Because the easier option is to just roll with it, you know? But once we become truth seekers, we start to see the mirage. We start to see the backdrop of like, okay, this is a mirage. This is a freaking illusion I'm in right now, right? That's when things start to change and shift, when you can see through the BS. But yeah, uh, I'm going off on this topic, man. What, what's your opinions? Well, yeah. Apparently, you're extremely energized with that coffee. Awesome. What's coming up to me is a very simple concept of reality is fluid. And because it's fluid, people, there might be powers out there that want to have a monopoly on it, meaning including our own reality. And as you said before, our perception creates our experience and our experience, so to speak, creates our life or the way we tend to live it. And what if reality is nothing more than a lie? A lie that we believe. Now, a lie once believed is nothing more than believing in an illusion. Then you become disillusioned by what is the the more real or truth, let's say. So what if you could make a formula and simply say, reality might be a lie and this situation I'm in might be difficult. However, it's still my choice to doubt whether this is my reality and whether this event is truly that difficult but I will fully trust my ability to recreate my own reality into something more powerful, as well as have absolute trust that I have both the ability and capability to recreate it, as well as outcreate the event that's getting in my way. Thus, we have simply not only summarized what you said, but also given something practical 
what you want in life is something you should focus on and create an endless dream towards what you want. Anything that gets in the way should be studied and aids you. It's like a hose. If it's not a lot of water, you can still make the pressure by making the pressure stronger, you create a stronger effect. At the same time, the reverse is also true. The hose can only take so much capacity so if you maximize the water output, you have the same effect, but in a different form. So the listeners, what is your vision? Where do you want to go ultimately? You're not born in this world to simply be an employee. You're not born in this world simply to start a family. And then you ask, what is my life purpose? That's related to who you want to be. What is the ultimate you? Who is the ultimate you? How would you be? What would you admire about yourself? Should you admire something? And then move from that direction. I truly believe that we should stop being either hippies or just absolute unit of a soldier. I truly believe the warrior monk is, although it seems like a compromise, it's not. It's, Man, I, I was just thinking the same thing. So this is amazing that you brought this up. Yeah, go ahead. Of course, coincidences don't exist anymore. We've entered the matrix. It said a warrior monk is taking what is this absolute beast of a person, as well as the tranquility of what is, it, what is a monk. There's a famous story where monks used to be bodied, meaning absolutely decapitated and destroyed until they decided to incorporate martial arts. And they took lessons from animals, so to speak, and perfected it with the human bodies, thus recreating a new paradigm where not only all the monks, but the Shaolin monks. So if you dare to cross us, you will no longer have a life because it's your choice. Going back to uh, what's it called, I'll medium a coup of life until injustice. And it follows the same path of observation versus perception. They outcreated a problem by realizing that it was never just about the spirituality. It's also about integrating fully with nature, combining the spirituality with the beast, which is why I truly believe that in essence, the formula has to do with outcreate the problem. If you have any quote unquote problem or any event that you perceive as a problem, outcreate. You, you will eat that problem like cereal. It's delicious. Look forward to it. Why have we been taught to fear adversity? Who taught us? Who taught us? Is it the schools? Is it the, our society? 
we could put a blame on that. However, who accepted these illusions? We did. I did. And you did too. Now remove the blame and ask yourself, what will your true reality be? Do you need all that money? What is the freedom that you will achieve with that money? Do you really need it then? Was it always about the money and the women or did you simply want to express yourself fully in all possible ways and see where life takes you? Why have we been programmed to think that money is so important? Money is important next to oxygen, I, I understand. And at the same time, why be a slave to paper? Why be a slave to trust? Why be a slave at all? And then you could, of course, make the argument, but Ryan, we're all dependent on each other, and to which I say, to an extent. The first person I'm dependent to is me. Not my parents, not this family, not my employers, not my clients, not society. When I wake up, and go to sleep. I go to sleep as me. When I face a problem, I face a problem as me because I have no other choice. So then it relates all the way back to how you perceive yourself is ultimately the reality you create within the context of the problem. Because you can easily see where this can lead you and how disastrous it can become once you've entered that specific reality. It is up to you what role you play within this matrix. And I would definitely suggest you play ball, but there's a difference between a water boy and the ace of the team. Choose your role. It is within your power. If you decide to stay on the sidelines, that is still within your choice, if it makes you happy. My vision, however, is greater than simply being a water boy for the rest of my life. So Sumit, what are your thoughts on that? Man, that's really deep. Uh, a lot came up for me actually through that. Um, one, I'm reminded of Sri Kumar Rao who said that when the universe wants to play ball and you say, I want none of that, not playing, that's when suffering comes in, All right? That's the root cause of suffering. As when the universe is like, hey, I have a challenge for you. And you're like, nah, I'm not gonna step up. That's when we start to feel bad. And so I think that for this simulation to be the warrior monk, as you described, and not the warrior punk, I don't know, monkey, I don't know, <laughs> opposite of monk, punk, let's say punk, um, you start to recognize the balance and the harmony that it requires to be a, a fully integrated human being, right? So this is, how do you break out of the matrix? How do you actually awaken in this game or in this simulation you wreck it's like the analogy i want to give is like you're harry potter and you realize after a certain point like 
Hold on a second. Bro, I'm getting the feeling that I'm JK Rowling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like the fish doesn't know that it's in a fishbowl. But when the fish knows it's in the fishbowl, it changes its entire reality. So going back to this understanding, and Bruce Lee says it so well, he believes that we are mechanical. You don't want to be a mechanical man and purely scientific. And you don't want to be, you know, the purely instinct either. So he believes that in terms of the body, I mean, you are doing mechanics, right? You are looking at yourself like a robot. That's how you work out. That's how you, you create your mindset. But then the spirit knows that the body is a temple, right? And that's that instinct that you're tapping into. So to be able to be the code breaker of this simulation, you want to be a spiritual scientist. That is the purest catalyzation process because you are the, you're creating a, a guess, which is a hypothesis in life, right? You're like, oh yeah, this maybe is the way that the world works. Well, test it out, experiments, you know? That's what this thing is about. Create a hypothesis and act on the hypothesis, test it out, uh, start to study this thing. And then also use your intuition, use that spiritual side as well to tap into the signs and actually test out those probabilities, right? So it's both, it's the spiritual scientists, it's coming together, seeing the logic side of the brain and the emotional side of the brain coming together to create this simulated experience. And it's funny because the word experience and experiments have the same root word, which is X and which means try. It means to try. So I don't know what that particularly means. I don't want it to make sound like some kind of profound point, but it's interesting how the, both of those words are have the same root word. You know what I mean? So this is an experiment, this life. It is an experiment and it is an experience. So why not experiment with this experience? Why not make it by design and not by default? As so many of our mentors have taught us, right? So that's what came up for me, man, uh, in terms of this. I think that there is definitely an integration of that warrior primal side of ourselves, as well as the higher mind, the, the logical side, the rational human being, the one that objectively gets things done. I, I, I think it's both of those. I think that's what the simulation is, is creating order out of chaos and chaos out of order and then doing the same thing again. It's, it's enjoying the, the chaos of this dance of life and being the infinite painter that never runs out of paint palette or material to work with. Interesting, interesting, interesting. To be the painter of your own life. We can philosophize all we want, but until the painter decides to paint himself, whatever expression he wants to give it, until he takes action towards it, there will be no painting. It's like you are both the marble 
as well as the creator of the statue, as well as the statue hidden within the marble. It's the whole idea of you are both the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you know, taking a biblical reference, taking both the Kibalion and the Bhagavad Gita into account. Um, I am God, for I am both him as well as his son, meaning I come from that place, meaning it resides all within us taking the whole idea of a spiritual scientist into account. Yeah, and, and that's so funny how that, that's also in the symbol of the cross, right? And how AZD described it, unlike how, the, like this is like the earth or the, the land, the man on earth. And this, this is basically heaven or the sky or elevation or, you know, so that's what the cross ultimately represents is this ascension process. But a lot of people don't see it as that. They always label it like, oh, it's Jesus Christ. It's this, it's, you know, it, it's Christianity. But once we look at the deeper meaning of symbols and things like that, we start to understand that it applies to everybody. Yes. It's not it only does. meant for one like, sect or one group of people, but it's meant for all to embrace a bettering of our life like we don't have to be christian to experience that ascension you know what i mean you simply need to be a human being a god being a human being experiencing a human life and re reconnecting to your true power and taking the example of the cross feels very similar to what i believe the, the irish examples of life and death just simply states states of my human body my body can be hot my body can be cold my, my body can experience emotion emotion being stress emotion energy emotion tools to be used like fuel and once you realize these things you now have access or are now aware that you have access to such things and now you simply need to learn how to master it. And that's step two. That you, it's literally in the name, you know, spiritual scientist, SS. Where you become both the agent of chaos, as well as the one who creates the chaos in the first place, because you're literally part of it. It is almost as if, you know, a monkey being in a bad situation. Like the whole concept of a monkey paw. The famous example where you have a sweetened mango in a glass jar. And if the monkey grabs it, he can't get his hand out. And it's exactly what quote unquote they want. The illusion is so sweet, but you're surrounded by mango. But they made this mango just a bit sweeter in perception, in this case, the taste, the smell. But the more you realize that, wait a minute, I'm being trapped, the more you realize that these base desires are being used to control me, to keep me in check. Why is it that the West is being feminized while the East, specifically China, is being made more masculine, while before you're absolutely destroying the male culture, the male image. 
It's all power play. It's all a play on reality. It's control someone's identity. And you control his life. And I think that's the powerful lesson here. Control your identity, control your vision, move towards it with faith that it will come to fruition because as per a lot of spiritual teachings, he who knows where he's going will be aided. The universe will make, will make way for he who knows his destination, where his vision, where his goal, move towards it. The universe will give you the experience that you need to grow in that admirable person that you have to be, the catalyst of what your life and the ripple effect then becomes the changing of the universe. Because your inner universe is inevitably connected to what is out. It's the same example as picking up healthy habits and then all of a sudden your mom starts to take it over, your girlfriend starts to take it over. And this ultimately leads to, to the meta knowledge of lead thyself. You are both the sheep and the shepherd. A shepherd that does not love his flock will ultimately not care about it and does obvious results. Because you're literally a sheep leading itself as both the shepherd as well as the sheep. Sumit, I believe we're going towards the 45 minute mark. What are your any notes? Yeah, man. Uh, one thing that I was really reminded of is when earlier you said, well, even before we started recording this episode, you said, about nature and how we have to come back to nature because an animal never questions whether you know it's going to press control i'll delete and kill itself right in a sense an animal is always going to go towards its self-actualization because it knows what to do it, it just follows the laws of nature so well that it just it doesn't sway from that right and i think i have understood this over time like just from using more natural products, from getting back to my authenticity and truth and not my conditioning through removing the gunk, you know, that process that I'm doing with you as well, of removing like the emotional stuff in there. And- Meaning also, child traumas and et cetera, yeah, also? Yeah, exactly. Like getting rid of child traumas, getting rid of, you know, memories that don't serve you anymore, you know, stop binge watching your past, you know, so, it's controlled by the image and the image, I mage magician, right? The imagery in our minds controls the simulation. So images are judged by how realistically they capture the person or the thing that they show, right? And so if we can get closer to our ideal image, we're actually getting closer to the source of what we're trying to create because they say man is created in the image of God, right? That, that's one of the things that they say. Well, what is that image for you personally? Because it's like, that is what is going to get you to your higher potential, your higher self, I believe. is Interesting. To it's like you're saying, and again, I'm assuming, it's like you're saying image is vision 
is visual, is feeling, is perception, is how you think the situation would be. Yet if you rearrange the words of image, it becomes very similar to the word magi, which means magic. Interesting how words worked, huh? Yeah, magi, you know, and, and spelling, having spell in it. I mean, of course, we know this, that, you know, abracadabra, I will create as I speak. We know this, but it, it, the thing is actually practicing creating those imagery. Mm -hmm. And then you become the painter of your world. What you're really doing is you're painting your own mind. <laughs> you're painting your own scenarios and you're able to walk into the paintings. Yes, what AZD said, you're the bird willingly walking into his own trap. Yeah. So if you're going to do it anyway, might as well create it by your own design. Be the bird nest or a cage. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I think we should end right here. Thank you so much for tuning in, audience. May the flow be with you. Stay legendary. Be the best. Fuck the rest. And may you never be the same again. This has been Flow <laughs> Aligned Podcast. My name is Ryan G. We're the first to meet Have a fantastic life. Good night.